friends, welcome back to the SBP Podcast Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 136, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. Hey, let's call this coffee time. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm saying that because it's really super early in the morning, and I'm having some coffee and having a little chat with you, because a lot of things come to mind to me in the morning. Uh, This episode does not have a guest. It's just going to be a little chat with just you and me. And I hope you appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to share some thoughts. And always remember that when I'm sharing things in this podcast, uh, especially today, I am not uh, recommending things or, or raising value for something simply because um, I'm receiving any kickbacks from anyone, meaning I'm not receiving uh, income of any sort by any of uh, the gear or apps that I recommend. There are two apps, uh, two pieces of one piece of software actually that I do recommend, and that's because, well, they're very unique in what they do. I do know for a fact, after following them on social media for a number of years and, uh, and researching them, that they do have a great reputation. And if you have a choice, I can recommend them. And also, they've been sponsoring the International Mobile Film Festival. So that also urges me to go ahead and mention them. And that is Film Convert. Uh, Film Convert is based in New Zealand. They're wonderful people. I have a pretty good relationship with them and have always had that great relationship with them. So I can definitely recommend them. You just need to go to filmconvert.com or go to our website. You'll see them listed there. Click on the link. Um, If you reach out to them, let them know that you heard about it through, you know, through me, Susie Botello. You don't have to necessarily say it's the film festival or the podcast and you know unless you want to um the other one that i do recommend as well and that's because if you have been listening to this podcast you already know i have a natural affinity for pioneers and uh, especially the pioneers that continue to persist in developing what they pioneered (laughs) and that is moondog labs moondog labs offers great uh, glass, uh, their lenses and their equipment. One of the other things that they also offer is those little hoodies for uh, smartphones, which I think is really cool because they used to, um, well, I used to get that, that need. I used to feel the need for those hoodies. I was like, oh my God, if somebody would just make that, right? Because making shift, uh, how should I say this, uh, rigging one out of cardboard or whatever I had on hand just was inconvenient. But they made they make those. Um, they also uh, make the first anamorphic lenses for the iPhone. And um, they also create uh, a lot of really good uh, products for traditional DSLR cameras and so forth. They have a great reputation as well. And so um, I'm really picky about who sponsors us because those are the people that we have to actually recommend also. So 
Yes, Moondog Labs uh, is way high up there when it comes to quality, customer service, and the quality of what they provide, their products. And, oh, yes, of course, they also sponsor the International Mobile Film Festival, and they're doing this. Um, we This is kind of new news, sort of. Um, and that is that they're also sponsoring again this year, and we really appreciate that. And it's the same with Film Convert. Okay, now aside from that, anything else that I mention here has nothing to do with sponsorships or affiliates or anything like that. Um, if I do happen to mention something that you don't like, that's okay. I'd like to share with you that there are a gazillion uh, products out there and software that they're competing with each other constantly for you. They, they do, they want you to be their customer and they're competing for you. So what they're doing is, you know, you've, you've heard of the battle of the smartphones, right? I mean, I'm sure you've heard of this. <laughs> we, uh, in our, in one of our film festivals, uh, in 2018, we had the battle of the smartphones, uh, Actually, it was more like, you know, iOS versus Android. Uh, and that was because uh, two, the two top winners, each one with a particular um, brand. And so they kind of battled it out in, in our podcast and throughout the film festival, even before they knew who won. They both uh, shot their films using different brands. So that has been happening for a very long time. And... That happening is actually a good thing. Back when I started the International Mobile Film Festival here in San Diego, that was a long time ago. It was before the iPhone 4 came out. And one of the things that came to mind for me was, um, and, and people suggested it, it was, well, why don't you, why don't you allow uh, submissions of films shot with you know iPods and GoPros and other mobile devices and I was quite stubborn about it um, now because I was stubborn about it I also did not get as many films as I needed to get as far as I was concerned because the need that was conceived was I should be getting you know hundreds of these things especially when the submissions were free and and I didn't. And there were two reasons for that. One, uh, the concept of making movies for the big screen was a little intimidating for some people because they didn't believe that you could make a cinematic uh, film for the big screen. The other reason was, well, the iPhone 4 had not been introduced yet in 2009. So, you know, uh, people just didn't have that concept in mind. But in 2010, the iPhone 4 came out and more people decided, you know what, there is a film festival for this. Or maybe they didn't even know that, but they're going to experiment for this because they started to see what I knew was that you could make cinematic films on the phone and you could start by using uh, the iPhone 4. And then other phones, smartphones came out and they decided to uh, put HD cameras on their phones and iPhone decided they were going to, you know, increase the quality of the, uh, the high definition, which is what HD is, uh, the resolution for that. Uh, and 
anyways, they started kind of competing with each other. And then in 2014, I believe it was, uh, that the Sony came out with a 4K, which is wow, right? Um, and we're still, for the most part, running on 4K. And that is fantastic. So as of 2014, and then beyond that, I believe that's when the real battle of the smartphone cameras began. Because when I go somewhere and I talk to people about smartphones, the one thing they do, uh, of course, I always bring up the cameras. Uh, one of the things that they do is they talk about, um, <laughs> well, yeah, cameras must be pretty good because, you know, they're always talking about that when, when they're in their advertisements. Uh, they're always pushing the camera. And it's like, well, yeah, they work really hard on that. Uh, they, they really spend a lot. Uh, when, when you spend a lot of time on something as a company, that's money. That's an investment. And they want to get a return on that. So they want to make it the best. And they know that in order to get customers for their films, that that's one of the things that they need to do. And so what do they do? What do they do? They just keep growing and growing the quality of the smartphone cameras. And what are you doing with that? Well, you're going to TikTok. You're going to YouTube. You're capturing memories, you know, and one of the other things that I'm always, you know, uh, there are drug pushers and there are mobile film pushers and I'm the latter. Um, and one of the things that I'm always pushing is the storytelling part. Tell stories, share stories. Don't just share little clips and little moments, although those are cool and they'll get you a lot of eyes. But if you want to make a difference, if you want to make something memorable, if you want people to beyond looking at whatever you just shared on TikTok or YouTube or whatever and say, who is this person? Because they just shared a story that's meaningful to me. Then you got to share stories. And I'm always going to push that because that is my thing. The main thing that attracted me to smartphone filmmaking was the, oh, I always screw up this word, democratization. I totally screwed that up. Whatever. Democratizing the ability and the potential for anyone to be a filmmaker. And if you complete a film, that's a big deal. It takes a lot of work and that's a big deal. So let me share a little bit. It's a great segue into having a sip of coffee. Hold on. Oh man. By the way, I drink espresso. Um, so <laughs> Um, I'm, yeah, I am serious. I'm drinking coffee. Um, so let's talk about making those movies. A lot of people go down this rabbit hole of, well, you can enter this very easily. You go on social media and you ask, or you start looking, you start searching, you go on Google and you start searching. Now on social media, you'll get a lot of conversations on Google, when you go to search for these things, you're going to get a lot of companies selling you things. So that's really the difference between the two. Let me share with you the reality. A lot of the conversations that are happening, which are completely centered around gear, a lot of them, not all of them. I happen to know a lot of awesome people that are having these conversations because they, they're into it. 
not because they're trying to sell any one brand or not, but a lot of the conversations that are happening from people who are saying, well, I've been testing this and I've been testing that and all these things, a lot of them are trying or they are to get a particular company to send them free stuff or to pay them, you know, uh, something for, you know, every referral they make, you know, those, those sorts of things. That's okay. The the important thing is that you're listening to conversations and that you're sort of, you know, closing one eye and opening the other, because if you have both eyes open, you're going to stay there forever and you'll never create something. And that's kind of where I want to go with this. Do Google it. Do go on social media and research it. But don't stay there because if you stay there, you'll be there forever. Why? Well, because these things are constantly updating. There will be new things and people will find new things and people will bring them up and have conversations. And then you'll look this way and then you'll look that way and then you go here, then you go there and you'll never end up doing that one thing that I was just talking about, sharing stories. That is the most important thing, the most important potential that you have with the smartphone camera. Now, if Hollywood was one entity, right, and it wanted to, you know, well, I I suppose it is kind of an enterprise, but without going there, it wanted to own the whole thing, then it would say to you, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Keep, Keep going with the TikTok videos and little clips and forget about the stories. Leave the stories for the pros. Us. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, the storytellers in the world are you. You. Specifically you. I'm talking to you. You're listening to me right now. I'm talking to you. You are the storyteller. Every single person that you meet on the street, at the coffee shop, at the grocery store, at the gas station, as you're waiting for the trolley or the bus, everybody you meet in a classroom or at a meeting, wherever you go. I talk to homeless people sometimes. They can share wonderful stories. Everybody is a storyteller. The one thing that we need is to concentrate on that and make our storytelling skills better. I'm constantly trying to do that myself. I'm not the world's best storyteller by any means. And the world's best storyteller, at least according to you, thinks the same way. They're always trying to better themselves as far as sharing stories and communicating. Communication through storytelling is the most effective. And the most effective of all of them is film. Why? Because film makes you feel things, makes you feel things that you can't feel from the storyteller. Uh, that didn't come out right. Let me, let me explain it to you this way. If you're, if you're telling a story through film, you have more control over what people are feeling than if you're sharing your story by, uh, with audio, like, like I am right now, right? If, if this was a film, I wouldn't just be talking to you. I'd be showing you things that you would feel and then it would emphasize what I want you to feel 
with the words that I'm using now because I'm talking to you. And reading is the same thing. Your imagination takes over. See, you have these five senses. There's actually six, but it's not proven. (laughs) Um, But you have these senses, you know, and through all these senses, if they're all working and, you know, and you can use them all, then you're able to get this whole picture and you're able to use that one other sense that the filmmaker has a big grasp on through experience and skill and talent, bringing those things together. And that is, it's a psychological thing where you are feeling things. And it is also a science. It's not just an art. Filmmaking isn't, it is an art, but it's also a science. And that's because of that, because you're feeling things. One of the things that I'm going to do right now, and this is why I started the way I started, is I'm going to share with you some get up and go things that you could do in order not to go down that rabbit hole where you're just looking for gear. So let me share these with you right now. The first thing is whatever phone you have. Most likely, whatever phone you have right now, the one you're listening to this with or whatever, the one that's next to you, the one that you have access to if you don't own one, which most people do, is the camera, right? And if you have access to that camera, it's most likely pretty good. And it's if it's not great by your terms because you're comparing it to other things or you expected more, it's good enough. And good enough is fantastic for starting out. Filmmaking is this thing that you do that is the result of experience. And when I say experience, I mean that you are actually trying and trying and trying. And I would like to tell you that there are very few filmmakers who are not constantly experiencing. You might hear a dog in the background. That's one of my neighbor's dogs. Don't mind that. I know I'm coming in pretty clear though. So, all right, let let me name for you, you know, outside of Moondog Labs and Film Convert, um, which is for post-production. Let me name to you uh, a few of the get up and go, you know, go film your stuff. So here we go. Again, your phone. You just need whatever you have right now. And that's how you get started. Get going. If you've never made a film before, great. By the way, if you're a professional and you've made lots of films and you think and you're looking at this and you're listening to me and you're saying, oh, well, then I'm a professional. I'm sure I can make a wonderful feature film. I'm just going to go and start that right now. Okay, listen. (laughs) Um, It's a different animal. Okay, you're at the zoo. There are bears and there are lions. No, it's a different animal. You need to experiment and otherwise you're going to be disappointed. And I know people who have been disappointed uh, because they've, you know, I'm a professional. I can make a film. And yes, it's the story and all of that. And you know how to do that very well. But the camera is different and it has different advantages and it also has uh, different uh, features that will set back 
what you expected. So, for everyone, here's how you begin. Again, smartphone. Second thing to do is take your smartphone, open up the settings, and start fishing for the settings on your smartphone. Now, that's something that you can Google. That's something where uh, you can even, you know, if, if you have some sort of a instruction manual of some sort, usually a PDF or something like that, um, could be even an article in the manufacturer's blog that will help you with the settings uh, for filmmaking, then go for that. Which are the best ones for me to get the best quality video that I can and accomplish what I want to accomplish? The second thing is picture a scene of some sort and use that scene as as your project, right? Just picture a scene and it, it have it be something that's around you, something that's easy for you to uh, to to get a hold of and uh, make a film with, right? To record, capture. And within that scene, you want to have different shots, right? What I mean by shots and scenes are two different things. So shots are within a scene. Think of a scene as a box. And your shots are basically the different clips that you shoot. And then you put them together inside this box. And then you take out the box after you've shot them all. And you go into your editing, you know, software, whatever that may be. And you lay them all out in a sequence and you, you know, chop it up, right? You want a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, that one here. And you make sure that they connect in some cohesive way in order for you to tell that story of what that scene is, okay? And every scene can have a beginning, a middle, and an end. You can have a scene that is one little story but that's not enough for you to win a film festival or something like that for the most part um so just think of it this way i want you to think small i want you to think like your smartphone camera right think small and that way you will be able to get this started now handheld is the way that i approach everything at first i do you know shoot a lot of videos in in events and for video production and things like that and I always love uh handheld now there are times when you want a tripod and having shots with a tripod are great for straight pans you know and following people and just having stationary you know, a, a station, like for example, if you're, if you're just going to shoot a wide shot, right. Uh, meaning full frame of whatever that scene that that shot is, you know, say two people talking wide shot is, you know, just them two talking and you just want that one shot for the entire thing, then yeah, put it on a tripod and just leave it there. But that is really boring, right? So you might want to have a few to give people that are viewing uh, a little bit of, but this is what the scene was, right? But this is what they're saying, and now I'm going to get up closer. So that would be mainly like a third camera or a second camera, right, where you would do that. But for the most part, shooting things handheld are going to give you the best experience, 
because you can move with the phone and you can provide some very creative shots. One thing that you need to remember though, and I see I haven't mentioned gimbals at this point, and it takes a lot to learn how to use a gimbal. You can buy the most expensive gimbal and it's gonna take you some time to learn how to use it. They also can be obtrusive and you have to use an app to go along with them and things like that. And so they're more time consuming, especially when you're changing different shots where you're going. I, I had this experience myself where I just went, you know what, forget you gimbal. I'm just going to do this handheld with my simple little handheld stabilizer. And literally that can be anything. It's basically something that keeps your fingers off the phone for the most part and can help you get a little smoother. This is one of the reasons why I advise and I've practiced this myself to do it handheld. If you've seen or watched Steven Spielberg's music video, he does this handheld uh, with his iPhone. He shot, by the way, in case you didn't know, an iPhone music video. And what he did was he had somebody pushing him on a on an office chair, you know, to do, you know, to push in because you don't want to zoom in uh, for the most part. Uh, with with a camera of any sort for the most part unless it's you know mechanical in some way and one of the reasons uh, that you don't see that in films is for that reason you actually will have the camera person move into their subject as opposed to zooming in okay so what Steven Spielberg did is he had someone push him and roll him along on an office chair uh, in to get the close-up of the singer that was, you know, playing the song. He did this, shot this all in one shot, this entire music video. And he was able to do that handheld, no gimbals, no stabilizers. He just sat there and held it on his, with his hands. So Steven Spielberg has, you know, experience. Um, you know, he's practiced with traditional cameras and he knows a lot about camera movements and when to do them, when not to do them and all those things. You are about to learn this in a really fun way and it's not going to cost you anything. All you have to do is grab your phone, frame the shot that you want. And one other thing that's a difference between a traditional camera and an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever you have is your screen, you should visualize that as a window. To your story. Let me say that one more time. Your smartphone screen, when you're using it as a camera, is your window to your story. And that is because whatever you see is what you're going to get. Now, with traditional cameras, that's not at all the case. Things are completely different from what you see in the viewfinder or on the LCD screen of the camera. Unless something has changed, that's pretty much how it is. So let's start this again, because I keep going off. I want to share more with you. Um, smartphone camera, use it, grab it, use your hands, and start practicing shots. But one thing I did want to mention before, which I don't want to forget to mention is, when you're moving your camera, remember that the slower you move it, the better. 
And the reason I'm saying that is because if you've ever watched your aunt or your grandma or someone who doesn't have experience at all with this, they're at a birthday party or something, or they're somewhere and they're shooting video and they are all over the place. Hey, look at this and look at that and look at this and look at that. And they are moving that camera fairly fast. What are you getting out of that? Well, you're getting a headache, basically. You're not really getting much of anything. And that's because they're shooting at the pace that their eyes are moving. So when you're looking at this and you're looking at that, you're doing it very fast. If you move the camera at the same pace, right, when it comes off on the screen, it's not so much, oh, it's going to be very shaky. It's just, it's going to seem like a, like a, a, just a mess, you know, like here's this, here's that, here's this. It's going to, it's going to appear faster than what it really was from your perspective while you were shooting it. So you want to move the camera slower when you're panning left to right, you know, to get a scene on a street or an event or whatever is happening, move your camera slower for you, force yourself to do that. And if you don't believe me and you shouldn't believe everything everybody says, obviously, this is my best advice. Do it. Just do it. Just practice it yourself and watch the difference between the two. And you will notice that what I'm telling you is true. You should move slower when you're moving your camera, whether you're doing it handheld, with a tripod, whatever. You want to make make those movements slower because the perception will be normal when you are viewing that footage. So handheld is the best way. You also, it, it forces you to learn ways of stabilizing your video. Get up and go. You don't, I haven't mentioned anything yet. You don't really need any, any gear. All you need is, is what I said. You need a scene. You need some shots to put together and you need your smartphone. Of course you want to, you know, play with your settings and you want to experiment with different settings as well. There is no cost to that. There is no Oh my God, this is going to take forever and then I'm not going to like it. None of that. You don't like it, delete it. The other thing is, and I, I, I think you should, you know, understand this, depending on the setting, if you set everything in very high quality, 4K, this and that, frame rate, you know, very high and all of that stuff, then you're going to max out the storage on, on your camera. That's important, isn't it? Especially if you're out. So one of the things now 5G is available in just about everywhere right now. But even without 5G, if you have an iPhone, you have this thing called iCloud. And when you go to share your video, right, it'll give you the option. Do you want to move or save this onto the files folder? And you can do that. Do that and it'll be on the cloud. One thing to note on the cloud that's not just for media, it's everything. That includes backups and things like that. So if you're out and you're sh- going to shoot, you know, very high quality stuff um, out away from your Mac or whatever, regardless of the brand, if you're going to do that, then you might want to clean out a little bit of your iCloud. Like for the Apple phone, uh, the iPhone, um, your backups, right? Your, 
um, you know, you want to keep your latest backup, but you might have a previous one, you can delete that. Uh, there are a bunch of other things that you have on there, you know, uh, documents and things that, you know, you could probably move to your laptop at least temporarily while you go out and shoot and start practicing, start practicing these things. And then while you're practicing, this is what's going to happen. This is the magic that happens when you're doing something and experimenting and watching the results and you're criticizing yourself. Stories are going to come to life. You're going to get so many ideas for stories. And that, you guys, that's what it's about. That is all it's really about. Everything I just talked about before this, you know, with the exception of that, that's what it's about. It's about the stories that you get to share because that's what's going to make a difference in the world. The world needs your stories. Don't don't leave this world without your stories being told because there are a lot of people out there that are sharing their stories but none of them are your stories you have your own unique perspective you're an individual you're a whole person you've had experiences that no one else has you have views and you have messages that you'd like to send out to the world and they're very positive ones there are things that can change the world for the better and that's really super important and I don't know how else you know I'm sorry I got a little bit excited about that but I just want to I do get excited about that because that's the most important part of mobile filmmaking is the ability that you have that yes Quentin Tarantino Steven Spielberg George Lucas, all those guys, they get to share awesome stories, but so can you. And they don't have to be big Hollywood films. They just have to be your story. And you'd be surprised. Look, in our film festival, we're going on our 12th year. Okay, that's 12 years of having people watch films shot with uh, smartphone cameras. And I can tell you that the vibe inside that room in the energy inside that room after filmmakers watching each other's films is super awesome and the conversations that they have with each other regarding each other's stories those are freaking tremendous they're just awesome in a big way there it's huge you have to come and experience it i hope you do but in either case that's what it's really all about and Here's the other little piece of advice, kind of a big piece of advice. Do the same thing with your audio. Please treat your audio as it's equal to your video, if not more. And I'm talking about the quality of your audio. So if you must plug in to your phone to capture audio, then now for video production, that's fine. For film, though, it's a it's a better idea to do that externally. What I mean by that is go get yourself a recorder that, you know, like that handles the XLR uh, cables. Now for the phone for video production, which is normally what I do, I use an iRig Pre and I plug that into my phone and then I plug in my XLR microphones because XLR microphones will give you the best quality. That's what I'm using for the podcast as well. And I'm recording on GarageBand, by the way. I'm not using anything extravagant for that. Um, but the quality is better than if I use a USB or, you know, the, the phone jack uh, on my computer. Uh, you know, 
how should I say this? Like, like a, like a smaller little microphone thing. Um, <laughs> I kind of got carried away with that. In any case, XLR cables, direct plugins are the best, I think. And, um, uh, you can also use, you know, high quality, you know, um, uh, wireless microphones, but if you use that, just remember, you're going to spend more and we're talking, I'm giving you advice for get up and go. So go get, I have a zoom HN4, um, you know, recorder. Maybe I said that a little weird, but if you go on Google and you research that, you'll find out what, what I've been talking about. It only has two XLR inputs for two microphones. You can literally split that into four, but I don't advise it because you're taking the quality of, you know, it's, it's like splitting water into four pipes as opposed to one or two. Um, so get your audio separately. It's a different animal, but it's part of your film and you want that to be extraordinary because that in itself is going to raise the quality of your video. Does that make any sense? The quality of your video should be video, but no video carries sound with it. That's part of your story is the video. So anyways, I'm going to finish my coffee now and I'm going to edit this and I'm going to publish this and I will see you very soon. I hope that this helps you. And, uh, I hope that you'll come to the film festival and here's another little wish of mine that you'll share this and you'll let me know that you listened to it and it meant something to you, um, in some way or another and that you will uh, share this podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, listen to our coming up uh, episodes. Uh, they won't be just me rattling off to you, talking to you solo. <laughs> um, but uh, our guests are pretty amazing and incredible, and they will inspire you, probably more than just me. But I hope that you get something out of this. Hey, Goodbye, listeners.